Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. We are back. The Wes and Walker show. Perfect beat for me to come in on. Wooha. That's probably a top 25 rap song of all time for me. I mean, it's one of the top 100 on VH1. I remember as a kid getting immersed into the game. I was watching all those lists. When they would VH1 would have the all-day marathons with the top 100 list, top 90 songs ever, when it was top hip-hop songs. It was like, oh, six? This was on there. Not to mention, you know, he just ripped that beat apart lyrically. But welcome back Fantastic. to the Weston Walker Show. As I said, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ from the Planet Kia Studios. I uh, wish I had the rest of that to say the rest was the, uh, the best place to buy a car. Do you want me to, do you want me to pick up the assist here? Do you want me to give you one? Yes, Sports yeah, Radio 92.7 WFNZ is broadcasting live from the Planet Kia Studios, the best place on the planet to buy a car. So. Visit them on East Independence or online at planetkianc.com. All right, so hit us up uh, on the socials, Weston Walker Twitter. WFNZ Twitter, WFNZ Instagram, and our personal Twitters and Instagrams. You just got to find us. That'll give you something to do while you're sitting in your car eating your cheese sandwich. Yes, the cheese sandwich. Okay, interesting <laughs> choice. I uh, just wanted to go to the Garage Door Guru text line real quickly with some other Rays mentioned. 980 number said Raycom Media. Fantastic entry there. That's one of my favorites. Brian said Rayman, the, uh, the video game. You like Rayman? I never played it, but I do know what hey. he's talking about. Yep, hey. Rayman. I like uh, He-Man. I know Ray. I know He Man. I don't know about the video game, He Man. Um, and then a lot of people are making fun of me because I said I don't I w- remember this at all. Oh, really? I know. Yeah, I went basketball heavy with four and five. That's what I said. But then I mentioned Ray Lewis. So Bowtie Phil Moose. They're saying, hey, let's not overlook that. I apologize to one Ray Lewis. He indeed did not play basketball. He played football for all you sports fans out there. All right, go ahead. All right. So staying with basketball, though, mm-hmm. going back to the court. So, I went on my rant the other day about one Zion Williamson and how, you know, it seems like he's able to play, but he's not playing. And, you know, a lot of people are starting to speculate as to what is going on. Is he trying to angle his way out of New Orleans? And so I said a couple of years ago, and I wish I could find a tweet. They're so hard to find. But Somebody I Somebody tweeted at us about an old Zion tweet you had. Yes. And so I think it was something about draft night, get him to Charlotte somehow. So yeah, man. I, I, I tweeted and I said a while back that I think that Zion to Charlotte could be a major possibility. I think the fact of once LaMelo Ball came here, he has a point guard. I mean, good Lord. Nightly, I would think four to five alley-oops a night with those two. Um the fact that he's close to home in South Carolina, uh, also the Spartanburg area, I think that Zion would be very much intrigued with playing uh, for the Hornets, and I think it would benefit the Hornets greatly. Now, like I said, I do love Zion, but there are caveats with him. Is he going to stay healthy? And and that's been the big thing with him. So I have to agree there uh, because Fiddy's uh, feelings about it were very much put into the rundown. I can't say what he said can't there. I can't believe he wrote this in. He's but but, but I agree with him to, to an extent as far as uh, the health concerns. But – the question I ask you, because you already know, I feel like that they should. I think it would be a great move. Yes, it would be a little risky, 
But should they go after Zion Williamson? I say yes. Mm. I say yes too, but it's but it's really scary. I say yes because I think this is an opportunity for them to get some kind of star like Zion. Now the problem is the guy doesn't play. <laughs> and so that's a big problem when you're trading a lot to go get somebody that's also worth a lot of money. The, the re, there is some precedent for this, right? So if you go back to Joel Embiid, the, the beginning of his career was also really scary. Always hurt. We had no clue if he was going to be somebody that would ever go out there. If you look at 2014-15, didn't play because of an injured foot. The second season. Also did not play, and then even in his 22-year-old age season, played 31 games. I mean, Joel Embiid was considered a rookie at that point. I don't think he won Rookie of the Year, even though he was clearly the best rookie, but it's because he only played 31. And so if you look at what Zion has done, it's kind of similar, a little bit different. Played 24 games his rookie year, played 61 two years ago. That was good enough to get an all-star appearance. Played 29 games, mostly in the first half this past season, but he did miss all of 2021 and 2022. And so that's a real problem. It's dicey, but I would not be mad at this team at all if they decided, you know what, let's pair a star with LaMelo. And the reason I say it, especially with this franchise, Wes, it's the fact that this is a team that hasn't gone out to get that star in so long, right? Like, so if there's a way for you to bet big and reap the benefits of that, if it all pans out, then this is the guy. Plus, you have a little insurance because you're not trading LaMelo Ball. I think it'd be worthwhile. I, I wouldn't mind at all going after Zion Williamson. I'd make that move. I mean, this is a guy career 26 points per game, 60% from the field. And you think about the three-point shooting, you don't put that with him at all but he's still a career 34 percent three-point shooter shockingly i mean he doesn't take many barely uh well, well not even like one inside the guy's dominant yeah that's what i'm saying and you know what's coming but i think a guy like Lamelo, man i think he could get the best out of zion as far as them i could see them being friends uh they dress similar uh, you guys know how I feel about how zion dresses <laughs> they, so they you, dress, uh, you you really think Lamelo is that bad dressing yeah wise. Yeah. Really? Yeah. See, at least LaMelo is flashy with it, though. Zion. It is, but it, I mean, flashy ain't always fresh. That, I just think they wear stuff that's just odd to me. And and, and, and because it's high fashion, they, they think it's dope. I mean, but Zion, is Zion even wearing high fashion Oh, yeah, stuff? I'm sure he is. I'm sure he's wearing stuff that would be very expensive for us to go out and buy. But because it's high fashion, these guys like to pass it off as fresh. I, I've said it. Many times I said it on Locked On Hornets. If these guys' moms made them yeah. wear some of the stuff that they wear now <laughs> and they were getting it from the thrift store or from a family dollar, somewhere like that, they wouldn't touch it. But as soon as you put that Gucci or Prada, one of those labels, they find an excuse to wear it and be like, oh, this is fresh. And the first thing they say if you tell them it's, it doesn't look good, oh, well, I spent this, this, and this on this. and Nah, bro. So so the, the question that we're getting a lot on the text line here is what would you have to give up? And you would have yeah. to give up quite a few draft picks. Yeah. I think you'd have to give up Mark Williams, which is really tough. But I think you'd have to give up Mark Williams, too. And it, what's interesting about all this, though, Probably is a little bit more. But but this is part of the appeal of going after Zion is that he's not going to be worth the full price right now, right? Like so that that's the appeal is okay. Usually somebody that dominant 
who despite only playing as many games as he has, 29 this past season, 114 total, okay? Four-year career, only active for three, and played 114. Yes, those are all reasons to not go after him. 100%, I get it. But it's because of that, too, where you don't have to give up everything you usually would to go get your two-time All-Star, despite only 114 games played. That's remarkable. Plus, we need an inside presence here as far as scoring the basketball at a dominant rate like he can, shooting over 60% for his career. The defense definitely taking a hit. but Yeah. Oh, no, it is, especially if you get rid of Mark Williams. But if you want to try to figure out a savvy way to go get a star, and I don't think you're trading this first-round pick, so you keep on to that, right? So maybe you trade future first, but you keep on to this top four. Assuming it's top four, you hold on to that. You hold on to LaMelo. And really going after a guy like this, you have to imagine everything else is on the table. I wouldn't mind trying to figure out a way. Everything depends on the type of trade. But yes, if you're asking me, should they pursue him? They should absolutely look at it. Plus, not to mention a team that's kind of struggled with attendance the last couple of seasons as far as just being packed out every night. You get Zion in the building. But he's got to play. He does have to play. But when he plays, it's going to be rocking in there. All right. So, yeah, I'm all for it as well. Uh, so let's talk about stars if they weren't able to get him because we talked about the other day if they got the number two pick or the number three pick, and I said that I think that they should trade it because I don't see a guy there, especially if the Hornets bring back a lot of those veterans and the Miles Bridges. I don't see many guys that I've watched uh, unless somebody comes in and is just absolutely just, you know, shines above all that could really, you know, crack the rotation as far as a starter. I think any guy they would get would pretty much come off the bench sands uh, Scoot Henderson, perhaps uh, Brandon Miller, maybe, but you well, know, so much of it depends on Terry and guys. Yeah, if you position. bring back the the Ubres and Terrys and all those guys, I think it's just going to be hard. They have so many vets. But we talked about if they did trade that pick, who would be some guys to go after? We just talked about Zion, but you have some interesting guys in this list because I brought up a Jalen Brown, a Brandon Ingram. We'll get to them, but you brought up first. Let's go with uh, Zach Levine. Yeah, Zach Levine. I've never been a huge fan of Zach Levine. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I wouldn't necessarily like for him to come, but but he is you, a walking bucket. Yeah, I mean, you look at the stats for Zach Levine. I know I, I heard Zach Lowe talking about this a little bit earlier. Um, I mean, earlier in the uh, in the season. Yeah, I mean, the stats are kind of reminiscent of an All NBA at least mention. He won't get it, and he shouldn't. But you look at twenty five points per game. He's shooting over. 48 or he's shooting 48% from the field overall, 38% from three on high volume. Yeah. Yeah. Zach Levine. He's put a walking it, bucket. Yeah. No he's question. now defensively. He's not great. No. So that's not going to help you out at all. I, I do think both of those guys offensively would be a lot of fun to watch. I just don't know if I'm giving up the, the package that it would take to go get him. And so Zach Levine is a little tough. Going to look up the bulls payroll too, because he did just get paid right. Zion Williamson making a lot of money. If you look at Zach Levine, going to bring up the uh, the Bulls payroll right now. Yeah, he's making over forty million all the way Big through twenty twenty six. Seriously? Yes, over forty million. Will P. I'm not million. lying to you. For so, a guy that doesn't defend. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I, I'm probably not going after him, but it's I mean. But offensively, he's awesome. I mean, he's very good. So yeah, but still not Zach Levine. Yeah, and I mean, so and with a lot of his teams that hasn't translated to winning. I mean, his. You know, yeah. ableness to get a bucket didn't really do much for him in Minnesota or uh, in Chicago. Now, uh, Carl Anthony Towns, speaking of Minnesota, yeah, is this a guy? I mean, what do you think about it? I would be, I would be good with that. So, 
it's funny. Fiddy can come in and say the exact same thing he said with the last player. Yeah. Carl Anthony Towns is not good at defense whatsoever. Now, that's why they got went after Rudy Gobert. It was an ill-advised trade at the time. They gave up four first-round picks. They gave up Walker Kessler, who's going to be a top-three vote-getter for Rookie of the Year award. They gave up everything to go get somebody that plays the same position in a very different way because Cat's defense was so much to be desired. But the guy might finish his career as the best shooting big man of all time. Dirk Nowitzki, number one, but just as far as like true center over there in the post, Carl Anthony Towns is going to be up there. Right, like it's crazy how good he is offensively, but he hasn't shown up in big moments. Played better than Anthony Edwards this last play-in game, but his rep right now is not showing up in big moments. I could see Minnesota moving on from him, and I I don't know if I'm giving up all those assets. It's a little risky for me. Zion is the guy to bet on for me, even if he's injured. Right, I just think the star power is worth the risk more so than it is with the Carl Anthony Towns or Zach Levine when we mention him. Fiddy, I know you had something about Cat. I was going to say, search the image of Carl Anthony Towns and DeMarcus Cousins. And and DeMarcus Cousins, like, it has his chest bowed out at him and, and Cat's trying to get by him. And just the grimace on his face, that guy's soft. I, no, I, there's there's no yeah. way. I would much rather have Mark Williams, a guy that I, <laughs> I got my thoughts on Mark Williams. You don't like Mark even still? Well, I mean, you know. I know about the North Carolina thing. Can you be objective or at all? Or are you I gonna... still don't think he can fit on the perimeter consistently at the NBA level. I'd rather have that guy moving forward than Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah, offensively, he's great, though. But took a backseat and was injured so much this season, too. You know, only played 29 games. It's it's not too many for him. Yeah, so, all right, so Carl Anthony Towns, there's that. Jalen Brown, this is a guy that I brought up. He's steadily gotten better since he come, since, since he has been in the league this season. 26.6 points a game, just call it 27. 49% from the field, 33% yeah. from three, so not a – Tremendous three-point shooter, but he shot better in years past. Shot almost 40% in 2020, 2021 season. What do you think about him? Because I think if Boston isn't able to get back to the finals again, I think they may be looking to make some moves there. Well, I don't I don't think they would ever get rid of Jalen Brown voluntarily. It would have to be if Jalen wants to leave. And Jalen, it's not like he's been some malcontent up there. But Jalen has talked a little bit about wanting to leave. Not wanting to leave, but there have been rumblings, right? Like, it's it's not exactly 100% perfect up there. And it's all going to come down to how much he's going to get paid. Because he is making $30 million in 2023 and 2024. And then he's going to be due for another big contract. The Celtics have the option to go ahead and give him a big payday once again. I, I absolutely seek Jalen Brown out. I wonder if Boston, if they move on from Jalen, it's going to be because of Jalen. And if that's the case, does Boston do him any type of solid? Has he done enough with that team, helping them get to a finals to where, okay, you've got a little control over where you go. We're not going to just send you to whatever team is solely best for us. Because some of these guys earn that. Damian Lillard is one. You can't send Damian Lillard to the depths of hell with the San Antonio Spurs, even if they have the best package. Portland, you would lose a lot of people. I am pro package. You would lose a lot of people there if you did that, right? Like, that's just some of this is long term business play. But Jalen Brown, I wonder just how much of a solid you want to do him. And so, yeah, Charlotte, for me, I think it'd be well worth the while to go after him. I just don't, I just don't think it would happen. L- least likely there more than the other guys I think we've talked about. Yeah, I think he would be great as well. I think he 
is definitely an ideal guy when you talk about uh, trying to go after that big all-star caliber wing player. Another guy, though, that I brought up to you uh, the other day, straight out of Kinston, North Carolina, Brandon Ingram. Yeah, going after one of the Pelican stars, right? Yeah, now this is a guy, he, he gets banged up a little bit, too. No, he does. I and, and I don't think Pelicans would do it because of that with Zion, where you want insurance, even if Brandon Ingram isn't the healthiest. Can you imagine trading Brandon Ingram if you're the Pelicans, being so close? Remember, at the beginning of the season, they looked like a championship contender. They were awesome. C.J. McCollum, Ingram, they've got good role players. I, I really like a lot of what that team has to offer, as long as Zion is the star and Brandon Ingram is the two. So if you trade the two and then Zion is hurt, then you're not even a play-in team. They barely got there this year, and then they lost in the play-in matchup. So I don't think they would do it. I'd absolutely pursue Brandon Ingram. I just don't think that the Pelicans would be willing to move off of him like that, unless they're just completely rebuilding. But I don't think they're there yet. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. To be frank, I mean, Mitch already talked about the fact they're not going to go big game hunting. So it's hard for us to imagine them going after one of these superstars. Just one other point on that, though. I do think that more so matches free agency than it does trades. Mm -hmm. He keeps mentioning savvy trades. But remember just how much they reported into being in the Donovan Mitchell sweepstakes. They they wanted Donovan Mitchell. I was told, too. Like, they, they wanted Donovan, and they were going to go after him. But everybody did. The guy's an all-NBA caliber player. Charlotte was in that just as much as everyone it all goes back to them not having as much assets as Cleveland or New York. And the R.J. Barrett thing fell through. New York decided that R.J. Barrett was not worth including in the trade. They give him the poison pill contract, made it a lot harder to trade. Cleveland, you know what? Let's go after him and made an excellent decision to go after him. And Charlotte just couldn't compete because they didn't have the extra draft pick. Yeah, man, we'll see. But when we return on the Wesson Walker show, the Panthers, it turns out they might not actually know who they want to draft at number one. We're going to be talking about that and more on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Treat them right. Treat us right. Queen City. Walker's jamming over here. That's one of those songs I told you, man. You yep. cannot just chill out and sit still when this comes on. I'm I mean, sorry for on. making everybody bump, but I'm also not so sorry. I'm glad, we're, <laughs> I'm glad you're moving to the show right now. No doubt about it. And listen, Charlotte FC, Major League Soccer, is now in season, and the WFNZ Jack Daniels Doghouse is open for business. The doghouse doors will open up three hours before every home match, so stop by and get ready for kickoff with some of your favorite friends. Join us for the pregame and postgame parties at the Jack Daniels Doghouse. Coming to you live from the Audi Charlotte studio and brought to you by Jack Daniels, 
Pepsi, and powered by the Garage Door Guru text line. Only from Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ, the exclusive home of the Charlotte Sports Fan. This is the Wesson Walker Show, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Keep the text coming on the Garage Door Guru text line, 704-570-9610. Hit us up on those socials, Wesson Walker, Twitter, WFNZ Twitter, WFNZ Instagram. All right, folks. We've been talking about the top draft pick pretty much. I mean, who knows at this point, man. But I guess it's a good problem to have, you know? So it is, yeah. I've maintained that the Panthers do not know exactly what they want to do. We hear reports coming out left and right. They want this guy. They want that guy. They're sold on this guy, not sold on that guy. Well, comes out Josh Norris, and a report comes out. Well, excuse me, NFL.com's Lance Zerline is reporting that Panthers head coach Frank Reich doesn't want Bryce Young over C.J. Stroud uh, at pick one, but owner David Tepper does. The plot thickens, folks. So, is this a good sign that there could be discord between Frank Reich and David Tepper? Because the situation I think about a lot is when the Houston Texans drafted Vince Young. And Jeff Fisher did not really want him. And then Bob McNair wanted uh, somebody else, didn't really want Vince Young. Or was it, no, Bob McNair wanted Vince Young. Jeff Fisher did not want Vince Young. And so I don't think that's good for an organization, for an owner and a head coach to not be on one accord with uh, a situation like this. But what say you? Yeah, I want the owner, if it, Gonna, if it's going to come down to the last decision or the last person to make the final cut here, I'd rather it be the guy that has been evaluating football for a long time. Right. And I look, I'm not naive to the process. I get David Tepper owns the entire organization. And so eventually you're going to have to have him sign off on whatever decision you make. I just would hope that David Tepper would believe in the guy that he hired to make the football decisions and let him do so. Right, because apparently, even also, we've heard. I think Sheena Quick put this out there on Twitter. I'll I'll check it just to be sure. But Sheena said that apparently Scott Fitterer is a guy that's already decided on who he wants. Like he knows, but Frank Reich is still a little undecided. And then you bring in the David Tepper side of all of this too, where he's enamored with Bryce Young, and apparently he puts a lot of stock into the S two testing. And it's hard to beat the best score of all time when it comes to that cognitive test. So it looks like Bryce Young is still going to be the favorite. Is the discord good? I don't I think it's fine to have a healthy conversation, but I want Scott Fitterer being the last guy to make it. Frank Reich has proven with a few different situations, I don't want him choosing the QB that he's going to coach. I don't mind him coaching him, right? I just don't want him making the decision of who he's going to coach. I don't want David Tepper to do that either. I, I like Bryce Young, but I want to hear what Scott Fitterer has to say because he's the GM. It's crazy. The GM, the guy that's supposed to make the draft picks, I want him to make the draft pick here at number one overall. So I hope that final say, whatever it is, I hope it's made by the GM in place right now. All right, let's also hear from NFL Network's Bridget Condon on NFL Now, and she talked about the Panthers' indecision right now. Will Levis and C.J. Stroud will both be there on Tuesday for their top 30 visits. And this team, you know, 
they have a lot of feeling of who they might want. But what I'm hearing is there's no final, final decision that's being made. They want to keep an open mind as much as they can until they get through these last two top 30 visits. Then next week, the scouts will come in, the coaches will come in, they'll really talk about it and figure out who they're going to pick. It's not draft day they wake up and say this is the guy, right? They're starting to finalize that decision. But there's a lot of excitement around this team right now because David Tepper, Scott Fitterer, this is the first time that they really can put their mark on it. They've tried with some other quarterbacks around the league. Things haven't panned out. But now they can pick their guy, bring him in, mold him, develop him, and hope that this is the beginning of their next chapter. All right, so there's another one to add to the course about what the Panthers are thinking or not thinking uh, at this point. I think as far as just, man, I mean, this is a decision that could, you know, cause a rift in my opinion because if Frank Wright gets his way and his guy doesn't work out, then Tepper, you know, could be upset with that and perhaps, I don't know, take it out on Frank Reich in some type of way. Or this could come back to see uh, the Panthers down the road or vice versa if Tepper ends up getting his way and takes a guy that doesn't work out and then Frank Wright comes around and he's going to take the fall for it. If the quarterback doesn't work out, it's going to be Frank Reich's job uh, on the line. So this could be something that could be very interesting. You want to see them on the same page. But if I'm the owner, I mean, I can't lie. I'm, I'm, I try to be self-aware. Mm-hmm. If I'm the owner and I don't agree with who they want to take, I might have to throw some weight around. Yeah, I mean, would well, you? So it's fu- yes, maybe, but also you played football. I would hope that you would be a part of football a little bit more than David Tepper, who was a businessman and made his money via that. Yeah, Wes Bryant, the esteemed billionaire. Yes, yes the hedge fund manager. Yes. I don't know. What would you Not company? talking to people. I would just talk to my assistant, and then she would tell you what I just said. Yeah, I, I understand wanting to be involved <laughs> here, but also you hired the guy to make the decision in Scott Fitterer. So at, at some point, are you just hiring him to make all the decisions you don't want to make? And then it's like, okay, well, I'll, I'll come in and pick the number one overall pick because we want to go get it. Do you think they traded up to number one for David Tepper to have his pick of the litter instead, <laughs> instead I, of just the whole team? I just think it's so hard for those type of guys because they're, they're always used to getting what they want. If you were in that position, how would you feel as the owner if maybe they were going with the guy that you didn't like as much as the guy you like? No, I... I think for me, I'm not saying it's not even all the, it's not difficult, right? Like I understand that it might be hard to lay off, but you, you want Scott Fitterer making these decisions. I'll, I'll say this too. I think you'd be a cool billionaire. Though. I think you'd be. Thank you. I appreciate like, that. Laid back, chill. Yeah. I think know? I like to think so, but I'll tell you what, I am nowhere close to a billionaire. And so I have no clue how much money, how much that would change me. I have zero clue. I would I think, try to get a team, though. I think Fiddy would be a tyrant. Yeah, what I kind of... he'd be bi- awful. People wouldn't even want to go see him. they get afraid to go tell him stuff that they felt like he doesn't want to hear. That's how it is now. And I'm not a billionaire. That's true. Yeah, so but guess, we don't care about telling you stuff you don't want to hear. It's funny. We just be- tell you. It's funny because I don't know how much you would change except for your bank account. I think you would still be the same. But at the same time, I don't know if that would mean you'd be a cool billionaire. I, you'd still be a tyrant. It actually says more about me because you yeah. could be corrupted by money. I could not. I don't know if I could be oh corrupted by God, money. Oh, my God. I don't believe that for one second. <laughs> <laughs> he caught you immediately on that. Yeah. No, thank and you. And his trips to the clinic would go way up, too, I think, for Fitty. I have a pressure question for you, Wes. <laughs> I think when we talk about Scott Fitter having the most pressure among the GMs, making these picks, Frank Reich, where he is, I do think all of these all of these QBs 
in consideration to be taken number one overall are all very talented. Mm-hmm. It, to me, it is tough to get this decision so wrong. So I guess that's maybe a little bit me talking out of both sides of my mouth with David Tepper. If he wants to make the decision, fine. You're still going to get a talented QB either way. I guess I do have this fall a lot on Frank Reich because if you are the coach and the process looks to be producing quite a bit of good QBs, we, we like these guys, the top three at least, and then Will Levis we haven't talked about a ton because we don't expect him to be the number one overall selection. But we like Bryce Young a lot. We like Anthony Richardson, a little more polarizing there. And C.J. Stroud, while he's dropping, I do think a ton of people still, I mean, C.J. Stroud was the pick for a long time during this process. Mm-hmm. And so if you're getting a QB, especially one of those top three guys, and for the most part, we like him, might not have been the number one choice, but we do like him. A lot of this falls on Frank Reich to get the most out of anybody they choose. And if Frank Reich is has this coaching staff surrounding him where you have the mind of Jim Caldwell to go to, you have Josh McCown to go to, and you're the head of the snake being that head coach, and it doesn't work out in a couple of years, I think that's going to more so speak to Frank Reich. Because, Wes, even you have talked about if you pick Anthony Richardson, any coach worth their salt is going to get the most out of that guy. Well, if that's true... Well, I said they will think that they can. Well, but but also, well, maybe... I thought you said that, but maybe I <laughs> I think that too, though. Uh-huh. Like, I, I do think that. Even if you didn't say it, I'll mm-hmm. say it right now. Mm-hmm. I do think a good coach should be able to get the most out of Anthony Richardson. Same thing with Bryce Young. And so, Frank Reich, you got a lot of pressure to get the most out of either of these guys that they take. Yeah, I mean, because the thing you think about, I always talk about human nature, right? And so, it's like... You know, if you have the opportunity to get a certain gift, but somebody gets you something else and then you're not quite as excited about it as you once were. And you're Frank Reich and they pick a guy because let's just say you feel like C.J. Stroud has a serious flaw that you feel like you may not be able to get out of him or that you feel like may end up being his demise as a player and your franchise's demise. Well, when you get up every day to go coach him, it's like you're excited, but you're like, oh, man, I just wish we had such and such, or every time they make a mistake or do something or get into those bad habits that you don't like, and you're sitting there like, man, if we would have just drafted such and such, we wouldn't have to deal with this or different things. And I think it takes a little bit of luster off of it because, like I said, if you're Frank Reich at the end of the day, it's your job on the line. You're going to be the fall guy. David Tepper is going to be here as long as he wants to be here. But if things don't work out, you're going to be in the soup line. I guess that's just the thing that comes with being a head coach. ultimately, when it comes to personnel decisions, you're going to be third in command. Now, when it comes to who suits up on game day, Frank Reich has that say. I think it also depends on how much, too, they they trust David Tepper's football acumen, too. Because you don't have to have played the game to have great... Well, publicly, they're going to say they trust all of it. But you don't have to have played the game to have great football acumen. But it's like, you know, if you're Frank Reich, and this is just a hypothetical, but are you sitting there like, man, this guy doesn't know bleep. Like, and he wants this guy, like, I don't want him because this hadn't 30. You know in your heart you know more. Or are you like, all right, Tepper knows his stuff, and I like this guy too, and I, I trust his judgment, but, so okay. Because I'm like that. If I don't trust your judgment, I'm going to be like, get out of here. That's fine. And I'm sure David Tepper has learned a lot. I mean, he's in all of the rooms. Yeah. I get all of that. There's no way he knows more than Scott Fitterer. There's no way he knows more than Frank Reich. There's just no way. Those guys have been evaluating the QB position. One played it, which doesn't mean that you're a great coach, but he's proven that he is a good coach. We've proven in a bunch of different situations. And so Scott Fitterer also being in the general general manager room 
where he is working with John Schneider with the championship team like he is with Seattle. There's no way. If so, then just do the Jerry Jones thing, right? Yeah. Like, just do that. You make all the decisions, and you don't have to hire Scott Fitter. You're just wasting money at some point. You be the GM. You know, you could have somebody to help you out, but give him a different title. Yeah. If he's if he's the one that has control over the personnel, I just find it hard to believe that David Tepper would know more about football. I mean, can you imagine David Tepper himself, a very confident man? Would David Tepper tell you himself that he knows more about football than Scott Fitter or Frank Reich? I don't, I mean, maybe he would. I don't think he would. And so I want the football guys making the decision, and in particular, Scott Fitter. Yeah, man. I, I You know, like I said, I, I just find this story to be very interesting. And I told you, I just feel like, again, going back to human nature, it's impossible to have three to four good options of anything and not be able to have some type of discord in the ranks as far as who oh, will yeah. pick them. So they're going to have to have that final meeting. And I know that they will, where they figure out, all right, this is what we're going to do. This is how it's going to go. And everybody's got to be on board. So, I mean, we'll see. But, but you're right. I'm not mad at David Tepper for having an opinion. Mm -hmm. Everyone is going to have their own opinion. And it's going to be really hard for everyone to agree on that opinion, even at this kind of level. You know, Marty Herney would talk about it when he spoke. He said he'd let Ron Rivera know about every single position or decision, I should say, that they made. And it doesn't mean that they would agree on everything, but those two guys would be in conversation and they would work it out. There's going to be disagreement here. What I don't want, though, is if Scott Fitterer is pounding the table for one quarterback prospect and then David Tepper says, you know what, I'm the owner, I don't care, take the other guy. That would be a problem to me. If if Scott Fitterer is telling you, but, you know, Mr. Plausible. Tepper, he, he's, he's going to say, Mr. Tepper, all of them are going to say it, Mr. Tepper, I think you're mistaken because of this, this, that. No, I like this. This is the reason I like him. This is who you're going to take at number one overall. That if, would be the problem. If you were Frank Reich or Fitterer, would you call him Mr. Tepper? Would I call him that? I mean, I this is the one where you want to put yourself in those positions. It would be tough. Everybody does, though. I mean. I call him I, Dave. I, what up, Dave? Yeah. <laughs> D-Tep? Yeah. I'd call him the nickname. I'm like, Tep, look. Tripping. I mean, <laughs> over this number one. Fitty, what would you call him? Would you call him Mr. Tepper? I uh, I don't know what I'd call old Big Daddy Tep. Are you doing a Tepper impression? Yeah, I was trying to talk. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'd probably call him Mr. Tepper. It's hard. It's hard to it's a picture, billionaire. It's hard to picture myself. Well, that's what I'm saying. So why would you call him Mr. Tepper just because he's a billionaire? Like, is he, does, uh, he doesn't he put his pants on the same way you do? I'm they might be more like, expensive I'm, pants, but I'm about to go like full Richard Sherman. Uh -huh. In his how many years of life, he's better at life than any of us. Mm, I don't know about that, man. Uh, okay. There's a let's, lot of politicians that's making... rich that do a lot of stuff that makes them horrible people. So don't put people on a pedestal just because they got money, man. That's what I, we that, do in that, radio, that's why I asked, sports though. athletes. He did, yeah. he did make a lot of money. You're right about that. Man, he made a lot of money, but that doesn't make you worthy of something like that. What, what about this is the same conversation. I've seen people have this with I only coaches. call people Mr. That's like really my elder. We he's had, your elder. We, he's a rich one at that. Yeah, but that, that's not why I would do it, because he's rich. So we've had this conversation with coaches, too. Not us, but I've seen people have it like when they're not your coach. We still call them coach, you know, mm -hmm. where, you know, Deion Sanders had that infamous, not even infamous, but that back and forth with a reporter, right, where somebody called him Dion and he said, call me coach. And then the person just kept calling him Dion. Mm -hmm. And then apparently I, I think Dion walked out. I know he didn't answer the questions there, 
But it's like, for me, I think for me, it's more so of an age thing. Honestly, it might not be a good enough answer for you, but it's probably more so age that drives that. Like when I was talking with Will Healy, sometimes it would, it would go back and forth. It'd be coach or Will. It'd go back and forth. I, I think with Steve Clifford, I think I call him coach more than I do Steve. I'll see. I'd call him Steve. Why is that? He ain't one enough to be called coach. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. Mm. Yeah, for me, it's age and respect. I think it's age for me more so than anything. Well, also, I'm a little bit younger than you are, too. Ten years <laughs> makes a difference. But I do it's think that's ten, what, mm-hmm. It's not ten. It's nine. Homie. <laughs> it's ten. It's close Pretty enough. Pretty flash. Let's go. All right, guys. We're going to turn our attention back to the NBA. The Mavericks have been punished for quitting the final weekend of the regular season. A whopping $750,000 fine for resting their players the final two games of the regular season. In what way, shape, or form does this help solve the NBA's problem of teams actively tanking its season? It doesn't, but I wonder just what kind of... I mean, look, it's more egregious at the very end, but it's interesting because we have a problem with Dallas having some kind of outside shot to actually get to the postseason, get one of those top eight spots. But why aren't you punishing the Houston Rockets who have been tanking clearly, right. blatantly all season long? Detroit, clearly, blatantly tanking all season long. OKC has been doing it the last two years. And so I bet if you wanted to bring this back to the NBA, if you were the Dallas Mavericks and say, look, Detroit's been doing this. There are so many different teams. What's more egregious, tanking for 70 games or tanking for the last five in order to get a better spot? They would have a leg to stand on with that argument. 750, still a bad still a bad look. I don't disagree with that whatsoever, but I do understand what their argument would be in some kind of countersuit. Yeah, I mean, it's just something for the league to be able to say that they did something because, like I said, they don't want to open up that can of worms because if they did something harsh, then Mark Cuban, you know he's not going to take that laying down. And he's going to start naming names, and then the league's going to get some mud smeared all over their face. So, uh, but it's okay. crazy nonetheless. So, when we come back, Fitty's favorites, you love it, on the Wesson Walker Show, Sports Radio 927 WFNZ. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Friday, it's Wesson Walker. You're listening to Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Appreciate you joining us. Just a little over an hour to go. We still have the week that was playing some of the funniest sound bites from across the week. How many do we have for that segment, Fiddy? Uh, I think I got three. All right. I think. So we got a few. We've had a few funny moments. I imagine Mitch Kupchak might be there once again. Made an appearance before. 
You'll have to find out. Just stay tuned to Wes and Walker. Maybe it doesn't. Who knows? Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. All right, Fitty, you take the mic once again. It's time now to go to Fitty's favorites. And I don't know why we were talking about this. Oh, it was because Drake Bell was trending. Now, checkered pass with Drake Bell, so I'm going to tread lightly here. But it did make me think, of course, of Drake and Josh because of the fantastic Nickelodeon preteen show that it was. Loved that show growing up. Um, now, Wes is 11, 12, 13 years older than I am, something like that. So he probably hasn't seen <laughs> is that it. it. 20. Yeah, I think it's 20 years old, something like that. But I love the show. It got me thinking, okay, we've done cartoons. We've done that a lot. What are the best preteen or even teen shows out there? The preteen shows that we grew up watching back, not all the way back in yesteryear, but still you have to go pretty far back. Fiddy's given us four. So go ahead and start, Fiddy. What is the uh, fourth best preteen show, according to one Josh Marlowe? <laughs> I want you to know, I've given a lot of lists on this radio station. Okay. This is the one I'm the most nervous about the backlash from. Okay. There's going to be some criticism. <laughs> There's going to be some judgment from y'all to the listeners and, and the former or the current employees that walk the halls here at WFNZ. Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty rough list, but go ahead. You N- should be nervous. Number four. I'll say it loud and proud with my chest out. Dude, Hannah Montana was a classic. Hannah Montana. Hannah Montana. (laughs) So you got Hannah Montana coming in at number four. Part of the thing we need help from the listener. I respect that. Yeah, it's. I liked Hannah Montana fine enough. I I never watched it, but I respect it. So we need people texting us to let us know, one, if these shows qualify as preteen. I don't think this is a problem at all. And we need to figure out what an actual preteen show is. Preteen slash exactly. teen. Exactly. Because that was a big point of contention earlier in the fishbowl today. I was surprised that Fiddy picked this show, though. I mean, think about it. No, I'm not. I'm not surprised at all. He watches. Why? He watched this show for the same reason I look at a lot of reality shows. Oh, okay. And that I'm is? I'm sure he had a big crush on Miley Cyrus. Oh, yeah. Correct? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, also just a pretty, go. pretty good show. I watched Hannah Montana. It was. I was a little bit older. I was getting out of the Disney game at that point. So this is right. It's Honestly, every single one of these shows is right at that time. This one speaks to the Fitty timeline more than it does us. But hey, it's not our list. It's Fitty's list. And he has Hannah Montana as the fourth best preteen. Number three, what you got there? All right. I do want to clarify. These are preteen shows that I, for, for my, like we've seen Saved by the Bell and stuff like that on here. Sure. That was before my time. Saved by the Bell is a great TV show. Boy Meets World, great TV show. Getting a couple of texts, Boy Meets World would absolutely yes. be on my top five. Yeah, I just I didn't grow, I did not grow up with that one. Number three for me, we go to Nickelodeon. iCarly, Miranda Cosgrove, mm-hmm. uh, is it Janet McCurdy? It it was they actually brought it back on Paramount Plus, like with them as adults. They did. That was a that was a weekend staple for for me growing up. Yeah, so my brother worked for Paramount, and so he was in charge of uploading a lot of that content oh, wow. that you could view um, just on the streaming devices. And so they had that going on, and it was very popular. So yes, I I did not watch iCarly. I again very back end of it. I did know Miranda Cosgrove from Drake and Josh more so. So that's how I know her. But iCarly, I heard decent things. So Hannah Montana and iCarly are number four and number three on your list. What's number two? Um, number two, we go back to the Disney side of things where we all met Selena Gomez. The Wizards of Waverly Place. Completely out of it by this point. Never watched really? a single episode. Me my, neither. My little sister watched it, and so maybe I would catch every bits and pieces, but... I couldn't tell you. I knew Selena Gomez. This was her debut, right? Like, this is how she got into the game as much as I know. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I can't really say anything about it. 
it just goes to show how the, the different demographics we have on this uh, on this show right now. And you're only four years older than me, so you I know. know I feel like you would have maybe caught the tail end of it, but yeah, this Not that was. One. This was a show that came on. You know, this was back before you had like the the, the capability to record a, a bunch of different things. That's right. So like this oh, was yeah. appointment television for my family and I. We would all watch this show as, as a family. And oh, we're no- getting some good ones on the text line. All right, what's number one? Number one, um, absolute classic. I really envied their <laughs> life. And Ashley Tisdale was hot. Okay. The sweet life of Zach and Cody. You know, I, I watched this one a little bit. I watched this one more so than the other ones that you had. I did like Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. I was the same age as them, basically. Still the best role for them ever is when they are Julian or Frankenstein on Big Daddy. Still the best role for them of all time. What Wasn't that one of our first bonding experiences was, was when Willie P downplayed how good Big Daddy was, and you and I both stand for that movie. I'm pretty sure because that is some of the best acting, and look, I love Adam Sandler. That's that may be his best role as an actor. Love Big Daddy. Um, somebody is throwing profanities out, calling this list absolutely terrible. But here are a couple of the other mentions here. Um, Wes, you tell me if these are included in your preteen or teen shows. Okay. The Wonder Years. 980 number wrote that in. Do you think that's a preteen or teen show? It's definitely a classic. I would say so. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of it when I was a kid, but I respect it. All right, here's Moose's list. I like it. Boy Meets World. Yeah. That's So Raven. That gets an honorable mention. That's so. I'm surprised I didn't get in at least top five. I forgot about it. Okay. <laughs> Sweet Life. Even Stevens, we talked about. Great show. Keenan and Kel. That was like my favorite. Coolio, R.I.P. Gotta watch Keenan, because Keenan be scheming. <laughs> Were Full show. House count in this? Oh, that's a good question. I think it's a, I think it's a sitcom. Full House, step by step. See, that's what I'm saying when they say that, because I feel like those shows, those Nickelodeon shows, wouldn't they be classified as sitcom? I, that's that's a good one. I feel like there needs to be some that's kind of... That's why it's so confusing. Yeah, I think Full House is probably not preteen, but I know kids loved it because there are a whole bunch of kids on that show. Yeah, it so, was fantastic. Yo, Full House, that's that's a good one. Saved by the Bell is getting a lot of mentions here. Uh, Moose also said Pete and Pete. I don't think I remember that one. <laughs> Are you uh, are you afraid of the dark though? I remember that. I Ooh. never watched it, but I remember. Ooh, that. Well, Malcolm in the <laughs> so Middle. Scary. I think that's more of a sitcom. Love. So Mal- did I. Love Malcolm in the Middle though. Absolutely loved it. I also thought about the Amanda Bynes show. Mm-hmm. Um, what I like about you, and if I. I don't think that that's more of a sitcom, yeah, right? What I, I like about you. I do want to go back and watch Degrassi because I, as a kid, seeing the advertisements for that show, it looked like a good show. Yeah, all that. Good luck, Charlie. That was good. Salute your shorts and hey, dude. I know some people. Double hey, Dare. Dude. Double Dare was Double awesome. What's <laughs> That's that's what I like when Wes is just so enamored. He's just oh yeah, Devil Dare was amazing. That one was a good one. Keep right. Slam. Yeah, fantastic. Let's get some more of these shows mentioned in the Garage Door Guru text line. We'll read them on the other side of the break, and then again, possibly a mock draft melee could sneak up on the on us. You never know. Who knows? Stay tuned. Wes and Walker Sports Radio ninety two seven WFNZ.